we're ready. Okay, good evening, and welcome to the October 25th, 2023 meeting of the San Francisco Board of Appeals. President Rick Swig will be the presiding officer tonight, and he's joined by Vice President Jose Lopez, Commissioner John Trasvina, Commissioner Alex Lemberg, and Commissioner J.R. Epler. Also present is Deputy City Attorney Jen Huber, who will provide the board with any needed legal advice. At the controls is the board's legal assistant, Al Longway, and I'm Julie Rosenberg, the board's executive director. We will also be joined by representatives from the city departments that will be presenting before the board this evening. Tina Tam, the Deputy Zoning Administrator, sitting up front, representing the Planning Department, as well as Matthew Green, Deputy Director, Inspection Services with the Department of Building Inspection. The board meeting guidelines are as follows. The board requests that you turn off or silence all phones and other electronic devices so they will not disturb the proceedings. No eating or drinking in the hearing room. The rules of presentation are as follows. Appellants, permit holders, and department respondents each are given seven minutes to present their case and three minutes for a rebuttal. People affiliated with these parties must include their comments within these seven or three minute periods. Members of the public who are not affiliated with the parties have up to three minutes each to address the board and no rebuttal. Time may be limited to two minutes if the agenda is long or if there are a large number of speakers. Mr. Longway, our legal assistant, will give you a verbal warning 30 seconds before your time is up. Four votes are required to grant an appeal or to modify a permit or determination or to grant a rehearing or jurisdiction request. If you have questions about requesting a rehearing, the board rules, or hearing schedules, please email board staff at boardofappeals at sfgov.org. Now, public access and participation are of paramount importance to the board. SFGovTV is broadcasting and streaming this hearing live, and we will have the ability to receive public comment for each item on today's agenda. SFGovTV is also providing closed captioning for this meeting. To watch the hearing on TV, go to SFGovTV cable channel 78. Please note that it will be rebroadcast on Fridays at 4 p.m. on channel 26. A link to the live stream is found on the homepage of our website at sfgov.org forward slash BOA. Now, public comment can be provided in three ways. One, in person. Two, via Zoom. Please go to our website and click on the Zoom link under hearings. Uh, three, by telephone. Call 1-669-900-6833 and enter webinar ID 822-9589-6911. And again, TV is broadcasting and streaming the phone number and access instructions across the bottom of the screen if you're watching the live stream or broadcast. To block your phone number when calling in, first dial star 67, then the phone number. Listen for the public comment portion for your item to be called and dial star 9, which is the equivalent of raising your hand so that we know you want to speak. You will be brought into the hearing when it is your turn. You may have to dial star six to unmute yourself. You will have two to three minutes, depending on the length of the agenda and the volume of speakers. Our legal assistant will provide you with a verbal warning 30 seconds before your time is up. Please note that there is a delay between the live proceedings and what is broadcast and live streamed on TV and the internet. Therefore, it is very important that people calling in reduce or turn off the volume on their TVs or computers. Otherwise, there is interference with the meeting. If any of the participants or attendees on Zoom need a disability accommodation or technical assistance, you can make a request in the chat function to Alec Longway, the board's legal assistant, or send an email to boardofappeals.sfgov.org. Now, the chat function cannot be used to provide public comment or opinions. Please note that we will take public comment first from those members of the public who are physically present in the hearing room. Now, we will swear in or affirm all those who intend to testify. Please note that any member of the public may speak without taking an oath pursuant to their right under the Sunshine Ordinance. If you intend to testify at any of tonight's proceedings and wish to have the board give your testimony evidentiary weight, raise your right hand and say, I do, after you are sworn in or affirmed. 
Do you swear or affirm that the testimony you're about to give will be the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? Okay, thank you. If you are a participant and you're not speaking, please put your Zoom speaker on mute. So as a preliminary matter, uh, President Swig would like to address the parties for item number seven. This is appeal number 23-042 at 1228 Funston Avenue. But before he does, uh, Commissioner Trezvina would like to make a disclosure. Uh, th thank you. Uh, on item number seven, uh, I would like to recuse myself. Uh, while my recusal is not uh, not on any of the legal legally established grounds, uh, personal relationship with uh, one of the appellants as well as other members associated with the matter, I feel it is uh, appropriate uh, in an abundance of caution and an appearance of fairness for me to recuse myself. Okay, thank you. And so we will. Thank we do you, need Commissioner. We do need to have a vote on this recusal. No, I don't believe we do. Uh, I, yes, that's the direction from the city attorney's office. We are required to have a vote. Right. We've never had it before, but so, if you insist, we might as well. Um, so, uh, is first, is there any public comment on this recusal? Please raise your hand. I don't see any. So, uh, we would need a motion to recuse. Uh, I, I motion to allow uh, Commissioner Trisvina to recuse himself. Okay, on the basis of a personal uh, on, relationship. On the basis of his ability to be entirely fair and in uh, an abundance of caution. Mr. President, if I may, uh, or if it, you would state what I should it's not, it's not an inability to be fair. It's it's uh, an, an abundance an of caution. Abundance of caution to the appearance of fairness. Thank you very much. Okay, so on President Swig's motion, Vice President Lopez? Aye. Commissioner Trisvina? Aye. Commissioner Lemberg? Aye. Commissioner Epler? Aye. So that motion carries five to zero. And thank you. Thank you. We'll let you know when, the, when we're finished. Okay, so um, President Swig, you, you would like to address the parties for sure. item seven? So on item seven, I, I, I read the brief and uh, it reminded me of, it was like a, a, a horrors of Christmas past. Um, and Christmas past was only a couple weeks ago uh, when we heard a tree case uh, that is still under discussion, but uh, where we went through an entire hearing and we realized, man, we are just full of holes here. Uh, and there are things missing and there's testimony from the departments that's missing. There were, were holes, and this is not to criticize the departments or criticize the appellants in those cases. It just happened. Um, and, uh, and we went through a two-hour hearing and came up with absolutely nothing because we realized we didn't have the materials in a full enough fashion to enable us uh, to make a um, a just decision for both for either party in that case um, and we motioned to postpone having the hearing so we could get all the data in front of us so that we could do our jobs properly uh, and there we were there I when I was reading item seven's brief there there it was again holes on the appellant side holes on the planning department side. So um, I just had made a couple of notes uh, because I'm, I'm 
going to re recommend that we have a continuance on this. And because the, the appellant argues that the, pro the Planning Commission improperly imposed conditions on the permit. But the appellant's material do not include the Planning Commission's decision, DRA 822, that recites those conditions and the Commission's decision. So basically, we're in hearsay land. Uh, instead, the appellant submitted only the staff report prepared in advance of the Planning Commission's hearing and with limiting, limited excerpts of that of that hearing. Um, secondly, the, the appellant's main argument is the planning is that planning's imposition of conditions from from the prior permit violates the Housing Accountability Act. However, we don't have we didn't get a brief from the planning department, which is problematic, as we didn't get a couple of weeks ago a brief from the Bureau of Urban Forestry, which was problematic. Uh, and uh, the therefore the planning department couldn't, didn't explain their position on the Housing Accountability Act. And I will tell you, I don't know the Housing Accountability Act verbatim, and I need, that's exactly what a commissioner needs to provide the information on which to uh, make a decision. So um, therefore, I came, I, I'm going to suggest to this commission uh, that we continue the item so the record be, can be supplemented uh, with the DRA 822, which is the Discretionary Review Action Memo 822, uh, and a brief from the Planning Department for this case, which answers the following questions. Does the Housing Accountability Act apply to this case? If so, is the Planning Commission's imposition of these conditions consistent with the Housing Accountability Act, and why? Uh, so uh, that's, uh, rather than spending the, uh, the Commission's time and the public's time for an hour and a half or two to discuss this thing in a vacuum. That's why I'm suggesting the continuance. And I'd like to give, uh, with the Commission's uh, permission, uh, three minutes to both parties to address the board on whether they are not, whether or not either party agrees or disagrees uh, with this continuance. And then uh, we can discuss it in front of everybody to make a decision on the continuance. So with that, Okay, thank you. We'll hear from the planning department first. Good evening, President Swig, Vice President Lopez, members of the board. I'm Tina Tam, Deputy Zoning Administrator. Thank you, President Swig, for your thoughtful questions and consideration. Um, I do appreciate how important it is for all of you to have the relevant facts um, to make your decision. While this property does have a very long permit history, I believe that the facts surrounding this case are very straightforward, and you will have all the information you need to make your decision tonight. Um, my recommendation is that you don't continue this item for several reasons. One, I intend to provide you with a background and timeline for this permit. Two, I intend to address the issues brought up by the appellants regarding the Planning Commission's prior actions, including whether the Housing Accountability Act um, applies to this project. Three, this property has been the subject of code enforcement actions since 2015. So it continues with only delay abatement of this confirmed violation. 
And four, assessment of administrative penalties have been accruing on this property. Therefore, action by this board would only help the owners and the department move forward in resolving any enforcement issues um, remaining on the property. That concludes my presentation. I'm happy to answer any questions. So number one question is, and you've heard, uh, you've heard this feedback before from this commission for a long time, if we don't have a, we don't have a brief in advance, we can't do our homework. If we don't have a brief in advance, that means the appellant doesn't have a brief in advance, or if it was the appellant, that means the department doesn't have a brief in advance, and therefore we are in extreme disability to uh, do our, our homework in advance of this hearing, and so that we're not hearing it for the first time um, live and in person, which uh, for me places me at a significant disadvantage. I cannot speak for the rest of the commission. Um, so uh, simply, uh, simply because the, this will place the appellant at a distinct uh, a disadvantage because the appellant does not know your position on this case and also because uh, we will be placed, us on the commission will be placed at a significant disadvantage. Um, do, you really, do you really think that you're, it is fair for you to deny the opportunity for a, uh, a continuance for all the reasons. I'm, I'm not arguing with your reasons. I'm just arguing with you, if you would have had a brief submitted to us in the first place, we could have done our homework and moved forward. But you didn't, and now we haven't been able to do our homework, and so I'm hesitant to move forward. Can you give me some feedback on that, please? Absolutely. Thank you for those comments. Um, we generally don't provide race on permits, um, but if the, the board is interested in seeing a brief from the department, we can certainly provide one, um, whether it's for this case or any case down the road. Um, but that's our general practice. We haven't been providing these briefs to you. You haven't seen much from us when it relates to a permit. Other types of um, appeals like a variance or a letter of determination, uh, we would oftentimes do provide one, but not for permits. And um, for, for tonight's hearing, I intend to represent the Planning Commission in their action, so it's not gonna be any sort of new information um, for the appellants. Um, the appellants have heard all the comments and have seen the decision by the Planning Commission, so I'm not here to surprise anybody. I'm here to just basically reiterate what the Planning Commission have, have said in their action memo. I'll walk you through what those action memos entail and um, go over whatever questions you may have still on the, on the permit. So uh, not to be argumentative, and I don't mean to be, but I wanna get the facts out there. Um, you know, as I, as I said, um, the, the, the Planning Commission's decision on, was nowhere to, is, has been nowhere to be found in front of my eyes or the Commission's eyes. And so that would, that would place the Planning Commission in a position of hearsay based on what you're gonna tell us and what the appellant's gonna tell us. Does that, does that make you feel comfortable? Let me, let me answer the second question, go to the second question. I, I have no clue because it hasn't been explained to me and I haven't been able to review it, um, what the account, the substance of the Housing Accountability Act, whether it be the, the entire detailed act or a, a reasonable summary of that act. Going into, given that, that that seems to be the primary discussion from the appellant mm -hmm. and therefore should be a primary decision or dis discussion of yours, um, do, you, do you really want us to go in bl blind on this? 
that's entirely up to you. That's your call. I'm, I'm here to tell you that I do intend to respond to the issues brought up, including the Housing Accountability Act, and whether it's a, applicable in the, for this case or not. Um, more than happy to go over that in detail if you decide to go ahead and have the item continue uh, to be heard tonight. Um, the DR action memos were sent to the project team or applicant. They have copies of that. Um, I have copies with me. I can certainly share it with you. Um, I do intend to walk you through the DR action memo tonight. Okay. Um, thank, thank you very much. And obviously, it's not my decision. It's, uh, it's a shared decision amongst the commission. But I wanted to share my discomfort with that. Um, the appellant wanted Well, should we have the Department of Building Inspection okay. weigh in? Would you like to? No. no? Okay. Thank you. We'll hear from the appellant then. Thank you, Mr. Patterson. <laughs> Thank you, President Swig and Commissioners Ryan Patterson for the appellants. Um, we don't object to a short continuance, um, ideally short, because we would like to see a speedy resolution to this. Uh, to correct one statement, uh, the penalties have been paused due to the appellant's uh, efforts at compliance. And uh, while we don't object to a continuance, we do object to the department's lack of a brief. Uh, that makes it very hard for us to respond to the arguments if we don't know in advance what they're going to be. Um, in court, they call this sandbagging, and the party's arguments are often taken as waived when they fail to raise them in the briefing. Um, it, it certainly puts us at a disadvantage. In many cases, it wouldn't matter as much, uh, but this one is pretty technical and on the basis of state law. So uh, the short verbal explanation of a position at the Planning Commission hearing uh, has made it hard for us to respond to it because it doesn't really make sense in our view. Um, and I would love to see it written out and explained so we can respond. Um, and uh, I, I think that's about it. You know, if, if it's possible to have it be a short continuance, we're happy to provide a copy of the Housing Accountability Act. If you would like to see the plain black letter law, uh, as well as a copy of the DRA memo and anything else the board would like. Thank you and happy to answer any questions. Thank you. I don't see any questions at this time. Is there any public comment on this item? Please raise your hand. There's nobody in the room, and I don't see anybody on Zoom. So, commissioners? You, you want to <coughs> start? Because I, you know my thoughts. Uh, sure, I'll go. Uh, I, I agree with a short continuance. I think given, well, I, I think that the, the planning's um, uh, MO with respect to not briefing permit matters is generally fair, uh, but in this instance, given the, the close connection to the commission's memo, to the HAA, I think it makes more sense to distinguish uh, in this situation. So I tend to agree that, that a short continuance is appropriate. Uh, so I would be in support of that. Commissioner Lemberg. Thank you. Um, I actually come out a little different on this for a few reasons. Uh, number one, I think Ms. Tam's rationale for not continuing is very strong. Uh, I think uh, her, her rationale is sound, and I think all of the reasons she cited are good reasons to hear it tonight. 
and I think there's several other pieces to this. Um, number one, regarding the Housing Accountability Act, um, as we've dealt with several times in the past in other appeals, uh, we are not allowed to interpret state law. That is not within our purview, and uh, and that is you know something we've dealt with repeatedly. Um, and I don't think it's honestly, I I, I just don't see its role in uh, in further briefing past what uh, what the appellants have already provided. Uh, in addition to what Ms. Tam would testify to as, uh, as to tonight. Um, and then I want to also point out that uh, something Mr. Patterson said, which is that uh, he is correct when uh, arguments are waived when not brought up in briefings, and I would apply that to the current case as well, in that uh, because the DR uh, decision was not included in the briefing that we should not consider that argument. Uh, and I think continuing this matter would actually not solve that issue at all because although we would get the decision potentially from a brief by planning, um, it's still not included in the appellant's briefing, uh, which I will note was done by an attorney, not uh, a, a, an unrepresented party. Um, and I, you know, if one of their arguments in the brief is that we that the planning commission wrongly decided uh, the discretionary review and then did not include the discretionary review for our consideration, it's my opinion that we should just not consider that argument uh, as part of the overall argument of this. Uh, and a continuance would not solve that problem because the appellant would not have the opportunity to submit another brief uh, if we if we issued a continuance unless we also did that, but I, I honestly don't think that would be fair because uh, as Vice President Lopez said, uh, planning typically does not uh, submit briefs on, uh, on permit matters. And uh, so for that reason, I, I would be okay hearing this matter tonight. Um, I don't think anybody is really prejudiced necessarily. Um, I, I do think we're prejudiced for not having seen the DR decision for sure, uh, but because of that, I just wouldn't consider that as part of the argument. Thank you. I'm, I'm on the fence uh, on this one as well. Um, generally, more information and information prior is, is useful. Um, and so, you know, I don't think anyone's prejudiced by us getting something in writing from the department, even though that is not their, their standard practice on these matters. Um, that said, you know, I'd also be happy to just go through with this tonight, given given you know what Commissioner Lemberg said and you know the the general way that we we approach these these types of cases I don't think that there's a lot that's going to be surprising to any of the parties in the argumentation so I I'm, I'm thinking on this one still okay my my feelings won't be hurt if I'm overruled on my uh, direction so let's just take a vote okay so the dates we have available are December 6th or December 13th. Would that work for the appellants? Okay. Okay, well, um, is, is that fine with planning, the 13th? Okay, and so we have a motion from President Swig to continue this item to December 13th for so that the parties can provide 
a copy of the discretionary review memo 822 and so that the planning department can provide a brief uh, regarding the applicability of the Housing Accountability Act and uh, how the conditions, let me see, I did have some language somewhere, but basically how the, the conditions apply to the, the, how it applies to the current conditions. And also a copy of the DR, correct? Yeah, yes. So uh, on that motion, Vice President Lopez? Aye. Uh, Commissioner Lemberg? Nay. Commissioner Epler? Aye. Okay, so that motion carries, and this matter is continued to December 13th. Thank you. So we are now moving. Let's get Commissioner Trezvini I'll, I'll get him. Okay, thank you. Is the briefing scheduled the thir Thursday prior? Yes, I'll, I'll reach out, we'll, she's right there. So the Thursday prior and also email the language, Miss Tam, of what we're looking for. Thank you. Welcome back. Thank you. Okay, so we are now on item number one, which is general public comment. This is an opportunity for anyone who'd like to speak on a matter within the board's jurisdiction, but that is not on tonight's calendar. Is there any member of the board, mem a member of the public who w wishes to speak on an item not on tonight's agenda? Please raise your hand. I don't see anybody on Zoom. So we will move to item number two. Commissioner, comments and questions? First President Swig. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I didn't even see that he was gone. So uh, we can wait. <laughs> he snuck out of here. Okay, so we are on item number two. Commissioner, comments and questions? Commissioners, anybody have anything for tonight? Other than the fact that the Giants have a great new field manager, Mr. Melvin. Okay. Okay, is there any public comment on this item? Please raise your hand. Okay, I don't see any, so we're gonna move on to Item number three, the adoption of the minutes. Commissioners, before you for discussion and possible adoption are the minutes of the October 11th, 2023 meeting. I move to adopt Sorry. the October 11th, 2023 minutes. Okay, is there any public comment on that motion? Please raise your hand. I don't see any public comment, so on that motion, Vice President Lopez. Aye. Commissioner Lemberg. Aye. Commissioner Epler? Aye. President Swig? Aye. That motion carries five to zero and the minutes are adopted. We are now moving on to item number four. This is a rehearing request for appeal number 23-030, subject property at 144 25th Avenue. Bruce and Deborah McLeod, the appellants are requesting a rehearing of appeal number 23-030, which was decided on September 27, 2023. At that time, upon a motion by Vice President Lopez, the board voted five to zero to grant the appeal and issue the permit on the condition to be revised to require the adoption of the revised plans dated 9-27-23 
which were submitted by the permit holder as Exhibit G to his one-page statement with the requirement that the permit holder add the structural detail for the 10-foot fence. The motion was made on the basis that the revised plans are code compliant and take into account the privacy concerns of the appellants. The permit holder is Frank Belizzi. The permit description is the project generally consists of replacement of the existing first floor deck and expanding the deck to the rear yard setback line. Addition of a roof deck above the second bedroom office floor accessed via four new doors from the third floor office. This is permit number 2023-0202-1229. And we will hear from the requester first. Welcome, Mr. McLeod. You have and three and minutes. This, can you elaborate on the standard, please, for our decision? The standard for a rehearing request is their manifest injustice or is there new evidence that would have changed the outcome of the hearing? Thank you. Okay, please go ahead, Mr. McLeod. Thank you. At the September 27 hearing, Andrew Perry was asked by the board whether the McLeods had reached out to the planning commission. We knew that subject had been covered in our one-page report that requested by President Swig. So we became suspicious that once again the executive director had not transferred our filing to the board. On October 4, we signed on to the board packet for the September 27 hearing and our suspicions were confirmed. Our one-page status report was not in the board's packet. Instead, there was a message in all capital letters that the statement submitted by appellant was rejected for being untimely. But our filing was not untimely. Our one-page status report was sent at 4.29 p.m. September 21, and we immediately received the executive director's automatic reply, also at 4.29, so we met the 4.30 deadline. We next discovered that after our request for rehearing was filed on October 10, someone tampered with the historic record of the board's packets. On October 5, we had printed to an Adobe Acrobat file the complete board packet for the September 27 meeting. It consisted of 84 pages, the second page of which was the rejection statement. In preparation for this hearing, we again printed the board packet for September 27. This time, the board, the board, the document properties show 83 documents, one less than before, with the metadata showing that the file had been modified on October 16. Missing is the rejection statement that had been the second page. Thus, after we filed our current brief, the historical record was tampered with. Our one-page status report is now found as the last page of the board's packet for this hearing, but of course, including it now is too late because the damage has already been done. Note that Mr. Perry did not qualify his remarks, such as by stating, to the best of my knowledge. Instead, he stated, to my knowledge, the McLeods had not reached out to planning at all. That was an emphatic representation that he knew we had not reached out to planning when the opposite was true. Indeed, virtually everyone appearing at the September 27 hearing, except you, commissioners, had received our one-page status report and knew that we had met with Corey Teague. Only you had knew, no seconds. idea that it was we who first reached out to him to develop the new design. Our brief lays out compelling evidence that you were swayed by Mr. Perry's false testimony, which was abetted by the executive director wrongful withholding of our one-page status report. These facts clearly meet the stand, standards for rehearing. 
Such actions by the city employees also amount due process. Thank you. That's to time. a failure of due process by the city. Thank you. We have a question from President Swick. Sure. Um, I want to make sure that uh, the issue here is whether you had your fair day in court and that all the information that you wanted to get heard um, was heard. I was very aggressive with you and in my line of questioning to ask you, uh, did you get everything on the table that you wanted to get on the table last week and was there any new information that, was, that you wanted to communicate to us? I'm paraphrasing. Um, is, is there any new information related to this case that, uh, that we didn't hear from the, uh, from the previous hearing? Absolutely. And, Ab absolutely. You heard. And why, and why when, because I, I reviewed the, the, the tapes, right? We can do that. It's a wonderful thing. It's technology. Uh, and and uh, to, to my view, because I was the source, uh, I, I was pretty uh, aggressive in asking whether you had anything more, any more, anything more factual to share with us in, in this case. And um, you seem to have gotten everything that you needed to say uh, on on the table. So, um, so that that would be my my assumption at that point that you you had your day in court. And you got you were you were asked, do you have any more information to share? And no, there wasn't. So that so what is the new information that you would like to share with us tonight that would uh, that would justify a rehearing, other than uh, what you just shared with us now? Uh, in my experience, my day in court includes an opportunity to reply. Under the board's rules, I could not reply. I went into the hearing thinking that what we were going to be talking about was what you were talking about back at our first hearing. And that is trying to work out a design solutions that work for everybody. And so my arguments were pitched to that. I did not consider it an opportunity to attack the <laughs> Belize's about them not cooperating with us, which they never did. We, they never once let us get up on a ladder and look at back in, in the, in the, in the, at the sight line of their, their plans to see what the penetration was. We needed to do that at dusk because of our tree that, that blocks it this time of year or earlier this year, and we needed we needed that permission. They would never give it to us. So there, there were lots of things that I could have talked about, but I didn't think that was what the goal was at that, that hearing. Well, then Frank got up and he gives this rapid fire talk of, uh, saying that we weren't cooperative and we didn't do things and we were trying to abscond with their deck and so forth. I had no opportunity to respond. So all of that has come up since the last hearing and therefore it, I have all sorts of things that I think I was deprived of. But one of the biggest things I was deprived of is this idea that we had failed to uh, reach out, well, no, I, but I, that, that, that for sure, uh, but also that we had missed filing requirements. Now, I do a, 
<laughs> I see in, in Frank's brief, brief that they finally discovered why my first filing didn't work. It was because there was a period at the end of the hyperlink. But you're not supposed to put a period next to hyperlinks. What I did for the mailing address was I copied the hyperlink, pasted it into my document, and sent it off. Well, it carried, the, because the hyperlink had that period in it, right next to it, which is almost impossible to see, it didn't work. Every website I've ever been on, if they've got a hyperlink, it's isolated from any punctuation, so that doesn't happen. So that's what happened the first time. Now, I, that all became mooted uh, because F Frank agreed that, that to file my brief as, as part of his brief, so it didn't come up again until our, the last hearing when Frank was oh so happy to remind the court that this was happening again, that, that it, this was the second time I had not filed something timely, um, which it, it, it wasn't as far as I'm concerned in terms. And, and one other thing I want to say is nobody suffered any prejudice from that. Frank got the email on time. He wasn't affected by the period at the end of the, of the hyperlink. And it wasn't going to go out to the board for another week until Frank had, had submitted his thing. So there was no prejudice at all. But yet, um, Julie was inflexible about, no, you can't file a brief. Um, so, so in any event, we have tried, we have submitted, done everything we can to try to work with them, not, not in sending emails back and forth, COIA e emails saying we sincerely want to settle with you and so forth, but in trying to develop plans that would be better for them as well as for us, because we know that's the only thing I, that's going to work. I think, and this is, I think what, uh, what we're doing is rehearing the case that we heard two weeks ago, and so I'd like to, uh, I, I think you've satisfactorily answered well, my question. If I may say just one more thing, that's why I realize I can't relitigate that sort of thing, but I have got due process violations here. I've got a city employee who testified falsely about us not um, um, reaching out to the planning commission when he had an email from me sent just a week before that sent him the email that said Corey Teague, we met with Corey Teague and we'd, we'd found this out and, and we're hoping to, to get to a resolution. And I've got uh, this document uh, more recently uh, that Julie rejected for being untimely, and it was timely. Yeah. We got it, not only did we send it timely, but we got back the, the um, out of office uh, notification timely within the window. Now, how does that happen? How can you reject something as being untimely when it's right there in your emails? There's something going on here that we don't really understand, but thank, thank you very much. We think 
We've got a due process. I'm going to pass it to uh, Commissioner Lindbergh. Thank you, President Swig. Um, my, my question is simple. Uh, regarding the out-of-office notification that you've mentioned a few times, uh, why was that not included in the briefing for this rehearing request? If, if that's the basis, is that you received it. I did not see this in, you that uh, out-of-office responder in the briefing. Uh, let me just look at the briefing real quickly. You do have the timestamp on, on the one-page submission. I do, and I, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure I understand the reason why it was uh, rejected, but uh, the, uh, my question is just that. I don't think Julie's disputing that fact, that that she sent, um, she, uh, she, our email generated automatically a reply from her. I'm happy to clarify, Commissioner Lemberg. So on the day in question, the 21st of September, their one-page statement was due at 4.30. Um, on that day, they sent three separate emails, one at 4.29, one at 5.05, and one at 10 o'clock at night. Um, I did not see the 4.29 email, so it, it was part of a former email chain. I saw the 5.05 email. I was out of the office, so on Friday morning, I looked at my emails, I saw the 505 email, which included an attachment that was entitled Settlement Offer and Brief. I thought that was his submission at 505. So I responded to that email and I said that you're late and it exceeds the page limit. So it was a misunderstanding on my part and I acknowledge that and I apologize. There was no bad intent, Mr. McLeod. Um, and, but the good news is that the dis written decision hasn't been issued and that email has been provided to you. So if you think that it would change the outcome, this is the opportunity. So. Okay. Thank you. I'll Thank pass you. it to Commissioner Trasvini. Yeah. Thank you. Th thank you. I, can you state with some specificity what the impact is of our not receiving that one-page document? It clarifies exactly what President Swig asked very, at the very end. Did we reach out to planning? And it's all filled out there that we met with Corey Teague. We talked with him about alternative plans, public affairs at the east end. Would we need to get a variance and rally the neighbors to get a variance? He said, oh, no, you don't need a variance. You can have this, whatever the code is, that allows an open, non-closed structure to be across the set. All that, that, okay. that. So, so is it fair to say that it's your view that if we had that email, it would put you in a more cooperative light? Or is there something substantive in the, in the, I'm sorry, in that document that would make the, make it clear your view of the legality or the appropriateness of the permit holders' plans? We felt a chill, I put this in my brief, a chill in the room when, when you asked the question of whether, of, of, of uh, the, planning department representative of whether we had reached out to the planning commission. And he said, to my knowledge, the McLeods have not reached out to planning at 
all. And at that point, the attitude in the room, we could, we could just feel it change. You know, it was like, what? You haven't no. reached out to, to planning? And you, you, you know, and here you are bothering us again. Okay, so, so if I could, then your position today is that the mishap with that document, coupled with the question that you just described, puts you in a, you feel in, in an unfavorable light, rather than deprived us of any information about the actual plans of the permit holder? It, uh, both, both, I think, okay. because how, you were- oh, Okay, you, so how, do, how, does it, how does it affect the, your, your position as to the permit holder's plans? You, the, the, we were entitled to a fair and impartial hearing. Once that came out, no questions were asked of us, not a single question. The, the board had made up its mind. We looked like the ultimate flakes. We had not met filing deadlines, which in fact we had made, or one of which we didn't make because they, the hyperlink put a period right next to it. We, we looked like we were flakes. Frank had given this big speech. We weren't entitled to, to uh, rebut. Many, many things in that speech were, were false. And, and we never understood that the purpose of the meeting was to come in and to diss our neighbor about not cooperating. We thought the purpose of the meeting was to try to get a, a, the planning commission involved in looking at alternative designs. How can you make a decision? I think you've answered my question okay. as, to, as to the impact of, of the mishap on the document. So thank you. Okay, President Swig, do you have anything further? I do not, sorry, I didn't take Okay, thank you. You can be seated, Mr. McLeod, and we'll now hear from the permit holder. Good evening, commissioners. Uh, the McLeod's brief unequivocally fails to meet the required burden so as to warrant a new hearing. They don't show any material facts or circumstances have arisen where such facts or circumstances, if known at the time, could have affected the outcome of the original hearing. The reason they don't is because they can't. There are no new material facts to present. They were also afforded full due process and given more than ample opportunity to be heard before a fair and impartial body. They had two full hearings lasting almost three hours to present their case and over three months to reach a compromise solution, yet they remain unwilling to accept this commission's unanimous verdict. Throughout their appeal, the one consistent theme of the McLeod's events is the belief that the rules both pertaining to this commission's process and to the underlying planning and building codes somehow don't apply to them. Instead, they seek to contort the facts and blame others rather than take responsibility for their own failures. The McLeod's advance three principal agreements, none of which meet the standard for justifying a new hearing. First, that they should have been excused for filing their July brief after the deadline, even though the transmittal mistake 
was solely theirs and we attached it to our brief. Second, that their eight sentence email statement regarding the status of our negotiations, which had no material information in it, was not provided to the commission in advance of the hearing, and nor were there exhibits because they were transmitted after the deadline. And lastly, that Andrew Perry's not being aware that they had met with Corey Teague somehow poisoned the well and turned the commission against them, notwithstanding that the McLeods had every opportunity to make that point in their oral testimony, as well as share any exhibit or points they believed were material. The simple fact is there is nothing material they can point to that wasn't covered in the hearing or which could somehow provide the basis for their claim that they were deprived of due process or somehow suffered a manifest injustice. Rather than accepting their appeal was fairly heard and denied, they take the view that the rules and due process available to residents of San Francisco don't apply to them, that they have the right to design their neighbor's deck and to insist on changes for which they are not entitled. If there's any injustice manifest here, it's the McLeod's continued imposition on this condition's time and city resources and the further delay of our properly permitted plans. The McLeod's have caused over a four month delay and cost us tens of thousands of dollars in architect engineering and other related fees. From the beginning, we followed the building and planning guidelines, have heeded every instruction from this commission, and have acted in good faith to be fair and reasonable. Neighborliness, an important aspect that this commission has emphasized, has been trampled upon by the McLeods. That said, Allison and I will continue to strive to be good neighbors, willing to listen to their reasonable requests. Simply put, the McLeods have not fulfilled their burden to warrant a new hearing. We respectfully ask that their request be denied and this matter closed so we can finally move forward with our permitted project. And on a final note, we would like to sincerely thank the commission for the considerable time it's taken in this appeal. Thank you. Okay, thank you. I don't see any questions at this time, so you can be seated. We'll now hear from the planning department. Thank you, Mr. Belisi, you can be seated. Tina Tam for the Planning Department. At the September 27th hearing, my colleague, Andrew Perry, attended and represented the Planning Department. And during the question and answer portion of the hearing, Commissioner Transvenia asked Mr. Perry whether the appellants had any contact with the Planning Department. As you may recall, Mr. Perry answered, quote, to my knowledge, the McClouds have not reached out to the Planning Department. At the time he was questioned, Mr. Perry had no knowledge that the clouds had reached out to the zoning administrator, Corey Teague. I did speak with Mr. Teague this, this week. Mr. Teague had been out of the office for the past five weeks, and he confirmed that he did indeed meet with the McClouds. According to Mr. Teague, the McClouds presented a design alternative to him, and he reviewed it for compliance with the plan code. Mr. Teague did not indicate to the McClouds if he preferred one design over the other, as the department supported both the original and the revised. What happened during the Q&A uh, portion was obviously regrettable, as it reflected a miscommunication between Mr. Perry and the zoning administrator. However, I do believe that even if the board had this correct information, it wouldn't have changed the substance of the permit or what was proposed um, for the permit. The board agreed with the planning department that the permit comply with the planning code and um, the revised plans were, were an improvement to the appellant's property in that the stairs and landing will be located further away from the shared property line. As stated by Commissioner Epler, who is the maker of the motion, the permit was properly issued. 
Therefore, the planning department asks that the board deny the rehearing request on the basis that there is no manifest injustice, as there is no new information or different facts or circumstances, where if such facts and circumstances were known at the time of the September 27th hearing, would have affected the board's decision to issue the permit. That concludes my report. Happy to answer any questions. Thank you. I don't see any questions, so we'll hear nothing from DBI. Okay, is there any public comment on this item? Please raise your hand. See if there's anybody on Zoom. I don't see anybody, so commissioners, this matter is submitted. So Commissioner Epler, since you made the motion, give you the opportunity to uh, cast the first opinion. Oh, thank you for that. Um, it, it is uh, a unfortunate set of circumstances and mishaps that get us to, to this situation. Um, with regards to you know multiple submittals, uh, nested email, um, planning department miscommunication, and that's not great because it makes the outcome suspect. But that doesn't necessarily mean that the outcome isn't correct because the nature of the information that we are missing is very limited. Um, I, I think that we all understood that there was communication going on, whether or not to the planning department is almost immaterial because there were competing designs and we were aware of those. And those competing designs came with the design from the permit holder that was ultimately submitted to us. And we looked at that permit holder's design, aware that there were other negotiations about design going on and said that that was fine, that it satisfied the privacy issue and that the permit could be issued. So while this cloud of, of mishap is very unfortunate, I don't think it creates a manifest injustice and I don't think there are any facts in the submittal um, that would have, if we had known them at the time, changed our decision. Commissioner Lemberg. Thank you. Uh, I have a couple of things to add. Number one, uh, while I didn't specifically ask Ms. Rosenberg uh, why this uh, briefing was, uh, was not accepted, I, I'm glad she answered the question uh, because I completely accidentally found a completely independent reason for uh, why the September 21st brief was, um, was denied that I thought was why it was denied in the first place, which was that all of the email addresses uh, were not copied on, uh, on that September 21st email, which would have been a completely independent uh, reason from the time to, uh, to uh, not accept for Ms. Rosenberg not to not accept the brief. Uh, and the other thing I want to add is uh, that the basis for the appellant's argument here is due process violations. Uh, and I did want to note that even if everything, and I'm not saying this is the case, but even if everything that the planning department said was a complete and total lie, which again, I don't think it was the case, but uh, even if it was, that is not a due process violation. That's perjury perhaps, but not a due process violation. Um, and that simply is, is the case. So uh, for those reasons, I, I would not be supportive of, uh, of the rehearing re request. Thank, thank you, President Swig, and I thank the uh, parties uh, for their presentations uh, today. I don't believe that had we received that document that it would have made a difference, at least in my vote. 
and I, and I think that's important as we assess under our rehearing standards whether there's new or different new or different material facts or whether manifest injustice has occurred. I, I have in the past, uh, in this case and others, described some concerns that I have, uh, which unfortunately are rearing their heads again in, in the, the matter tonight. Uh, one is the issue of whether the planning department considers uh, the individual who has the privacy concern, special and unusual privacy concerns, they're, they're not at the table. That to me is a concern uh, of, of the process. Uh, second is uh, length of briefs. I understand that one of the briefs was, was rejected because it was too long, and yet we have very long, we have long briefs, but they're just attachments. And I think that is, that is an issue that needs some, some, some clarity uh, because people can get, can get around the page limitation uh, just by calling something an attachment or an exhibit. And finally, uh, I am concerned that I did not hear or see in the record the, um, the opportunity conveyed uh, to the appellant regarding the ability to seek leave to amend uh, to file a late brief. And, I, and as I understand from our executive director about the, the process that we, we follow, I have some concerns about that. Uh, that, but again, I don't believe that any of these things that I've outlined have ha had an effect on the case or rise, rise to the level of preventing a manifest injustice, and I will vote to uh, against uh, rehearing this matter. Commissioner Lopez. Thank you, President Swig, and thank you to the parties uh, for your uh, presentations. Uh, I would echo that the uh, procedural uh, issue vis-a-vis uh, -vis our board is regrettable. Um, I would also dispute, you know, the characterization of Mr. Perry's comments as a lie. Uh, I think that, you know, the 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 planning department is is not the blob and everybody doesn't always have perfect information about who speaks uh, to, to who and when. Um, but I, I do thank uh, the appellant for, for voicing those issues because uh, as we all know, nobody's perfect, the city's not perfect. And uh, while I don't think that the issues that have been flagged vis-a-vis -vis planning or the BOA uh, submittal process um, rise to the level of manifest injustice. Uh, they can always be improved. And uh, these types of issues, I think, uh, could conceivably rise to the level of manifest injustice in, in other contexts were they to be repeated. So I do appreciate that they've been uh, surfaced. Um, I think it's a good exercise in, in keeping everybody sharp. Uh, but um, I can uh, express with respect to my vote that uh, it wouldn't have made an impact. I think I voiced in the second hearing that I was prepared to approve uh, even the original plans. Um, and so uh, this was immaterial to, to my vote and my decision that evening. Um, that's it for me. 
Okay, I'll ask for a, a motion and a second. I just want to share my thoughts to be fair. Um, I sat through a lot of hearings, and one of the things that I've uh, tried to follow is an empathetic uh, direction. And uh, with the appellant in this case, uh, I empathized with the appellant's pain uh, and, uh, and empathized with their concern that they were not being fully heard. And therefore, in my own line of questioning, I thought that I was ext extremely active in making sure the whole story got out. Um, and so um, that gave me the comfort that, uh, that, I, that I was giving the opportunity for the appellant to state their entire case. Um, and the, the same thing on the other side with the, uh, the, the planning department and DBI with regard to is this code compliant? Is this within the rules? Is this within the laws? Are we worrying about any other things related to uh, privacy, uh, light, air, and all the things that are discussed and necessary to discuss? And I was very comfortable that everybody uh, got everything out, being hypersensitive to, again, being empathetic to the appellant, that the appellant was worried, stated it twice, um, worried that, that their initial brief was not accepted, but was included in, the, luckily, in the permit holder's brief, and also the, the hiccup related to the, uh, the, the second rejection. So, Thus, that was my level of care. And so with that level of care uh, and not hearing any new arguments that are any different from what we had today and not, uh, I agree with uh, Commissioners Lopez and Trezvina, we got some hiccups within, you know, administratively handling a few things, but I think we, bent over backwards to accommodate the appellant very, very well in this case to make sure. So that's, that's why I, I would uh, deny a, a rehearing request, and I don't think there was manifest injustice. He's not happy with the result, but, you know, we, we don't, we make about 50% of the people who come in front of us unhappy with our, with our findings. That's from a start. And I would say it's more like 75 or 80 because the, the people that we do support, they, didn't, they don't think they should be here in the first place. So, you know. Uh, I don't mean to make light of this. So that's that's where I would stand. Uh, can I get a motion, please? Uh, why don't you, uh, JR, since you started it, finish it. All right, then. Um, I would move to deny the rehearing request on the basis that uh, there has not been presented any manifest injustice nor any material facts and circumstances uh, which, if known at the time of the original hearing, would have affected its outcome. Okay, thank you. On that motion, uh, Vice President Lopez? Aye. Commissioner Trezvina? Aye. Commissioner Lemberg? Aye. President Swig? Aye. So that motion carries 5-0, to zero and the rehearing request is denied. Thank you. We are now moving on to item number 5. This is jurisdiction request number 20. No, sir. The we're, we're afraid of comment. You can email tomorrow. 
Um, right now we're moving on to item number five, jurisdiction request number 23-3, subject property at 2442 Great Highway, letter from Great Highway LLC requester asking that the board take jurisdiction over electrical permit number EW202306262097, which was issued on June 26, 2023. The appeal period ended on July 11, 2023, and the jurisdiction request was filed at the board office on October 5, 2023. The permit holder is Stora Highway LLC. In the permit description, installation of rooftop PV system. PV system includes AC PV modules, PV racking, all necessary stanchions, conduit, conductors, and breakers. Six roof-mounted solar PV modules, 425 watts per module. Six interactive inverter, total number of rating 2.304 kilowatts. And we will hear from the requester first. Uh, hi, this is Tony Brown from Great Highway LLC. Uh, we first found out about this when uh, there were some people up on the roof and they, they were trying to attach something to the roof and the tenant that's looking into where they were installing. Uh, he mentioned what you guys doing and then they said, well, we're installing, uh, you know, we're installing uh, solar panels. And he said, well, can you put it at an angle? It doesn't affect my, the light as well as my view. And they, they started laughing. Uh, so, but when, uh, so then, then he, you know, he also mentioned that he didn't see any notices on the building that they were pulling this permit and the work was being done. Uh, he reached out to us to help out to see what could be done in regards to, to mitigate the issue and, and see what could be done to modify, do something. You know, this building has been there for many, many years. We've never had an issue of such an invasion of privacy and, and view when it could possibly be modified or helped. Um, and the tenant, Anthony Settles, was actually an, another hearing regarding the same building, regarding the windows facing that direction, Anthony Settles. He mentioned this issue as well at the time, and there were some comments uh, that came that, uh, that okay, they're going to look out when, when, it, uh, when this hearing comes up. Uh, he couldn't unfortunately make it because of uh, uh, accident that, that he had. However, uh, we're very concerned that, you know, with some of the issues that's going on, with, with really no letting the, the neighbors know, and they put a permit and it could easily affect tenants have been there and they've enjoyed being there by the ocean and the, the privacy and uh, uh, this really invasion of uh, privacy, uh, having, you know, losing the lights and your, uh, your view, which is really what a lot of people are there for, to, to enjoy the privacy and have the view. <clears throat> and it's just ruining it, ruining it, without really any type of consideration to possibly modify or any, any type of work because they pulled the permit and they're just sticking to, to just pulling the permit and getting the work done. Uh, for, for their own benefit. So I'm hoping that there would be some consideration or some, some something that could be done to possibly modify this, not deprive uh, tenants. 30 seconds. From, yeah, not deprive uh, the tenants from, uh, from their privacy uh, and, and have their privacy uh, uh, compromised in, in this situation. Okay. I, I, are yeah. You are you done? Yes. Thank, Thank you. you. I don't see any questions at this time, so we will hear from the permit holder. 
Uh, hi, um, good evening, uh, President Swig, members of the board. I'm Tom Tunney of Ruben Junius and Rose on behalf of the permit holder. Um, I'm a little bit torn about how much to say here tonight. Um, we, um, as you, we've had the same question before us a couple of weeks ago on this property. As you may recall, this is four unit property that the property owner uh, is renovating the units. Um, we talked about the legal standard last time, um, whether uh, this permit, the appeal period has passed, and the question is whether the city intentionally or unintentionally caused the uh, appellant to be, or requester to be late in uh, trying to appeal the permit. Um, he has not alleged that the city did or, uh, or inadvertently caused him not to appeal. Um, so uh, again, as, as before, that would typically be the end of the consideration. Um, on the other hand, you, as has come up tonight um, already for the board, there are, there, I know there's, the board is interested in uh, knowing about the case and the property. Um, last time there was some confusion about whether notices had been properly provided or what the project was about. and. That's hard to anticipate here, but um, I, I just can assure you that we've followed every procedure we've been required to do. All proper notices have been provided. There is no notice for this particular permit. We talked about in our briefing that state and local law are, are very intentional about that. The state lim uh, limits um, the, the uh, local jurisdictions powers concerning solar solar power the state is trying to pro, uh, to promote solar power so is the city um, this permit was properly issued um, we um, the, we showed you the the proposed plan um, the the 30 pan seconds. panels will be inspected by the, the building department to make sure that they are code complying. Um, so uh, that's really all, all we have uh, for your consideration tonight. I, I wanna be available for any questions you have. The property owner is available by video as well. Thank you. Thank you. I don't see any questions. So we'll hear from the planning department. No, okay, we'll hear from the building department. Uh, good evening, President Swig, Vice President Lopez, Commissioners, and Matthew Green representing the Department of Building Inspection tonight. Um, the permit before us is for a small um, solar system. It's under four kilowatts. So these permits are actually uh, issued automatically online. There's, it's a non-discretionary, just issued ministerially. There's no plan review. Um, there's no notification requirements. Um, so I'd say... Um, the request for a jurisdiction here is misplaced. Um, if you did have a hearing, I'm not sure what you would look at. Um, the state is, the local jurisdictions are restricted. They can only limit solar for health and safety reasons. So I don't think the privacy issue here really holds up. And I'm not quite sure what the privacy issue is. It's, it's a solar system. People won't be standing on it. Um, there is a, it's been mentioned before, there is a roof deck permit that is going through the process, which will 
probably be heard here later. Um, but I'm, I'm here for any questions you may have. Thank you. President Swig, then Commissioner Lemberg. Thank you. Um, yeah, uh, I think we're all clear that uh, view doesn't matter. Uh, I, and with regard to privacy, um, again, I don't know how a privacy is impacted by, uh, although, albeit probably not the piece of sculpture that you want to be looking at outside your window, uh, I, I don't know what that, how that impacts privacy. Well, what I'm interested in um, is, and, and it, this might be a, as good a time as any for you to give us a little briefing on this, um, we're into new territory with things like solar panels on people's roofs. Um, Fifteen years ago, we wouldn't have even been talking about solar panels as a something that are being promoted for use by our state, federal, and city governments. Uh, the technology wasn't there to make it accessible, et cetera, et cetera. But now we're moving into whole new territory. So where I don't think tonight is the the appropriate night, um, but. Uh, when can you provide, when can um, DBI uh, provide this panel with a, a broader briefing on solar panels and how you deal with this on a day-to-day -day <coughs> basis? Because now they aren't, uh, they aren't exceptional. Uh, they are going to be more and more of our day-to-day our, uh, -day lives. Uh, you are probably getting, I'm going to make a great assumption that you probably have more solar panel applications this year than you did last year and certainly more than you did five years ago. And so can you give us a, a brief commentary on do you have a policy related to solar panels other than what you just verbalized? And uh, would you be please willing to at some later point give us a, a briefing on the, the do's and don'ts about how and how you are going to communicate those do's and don'ts about the implementation and installation of solar panels. I'm sure I'd be happy to have one of our, um, we, we have a whole um, electrical plan check division. Uh, I'd be happy to have them put a presentation together for one evening here. Um, as to our present policies, um, smaller systems are issued automatically, you know, without much, much, without any review. Actually, the review comes at the inspection side. There will be an electrical inspection. At that time, the inspector will verify that this meets the, the minimum standards of the electrical code. That's when they will present the drawings, the, the construction drawings. Um, they're, they're not approved plans. They're just construction drawings for the use of the installers. Um, lar larger systems will go through plan review. Um, that would, you know, larger system might provide more weight onto the roof and might need to be structurally upgraded. Um, Another time, sometimes the solar systems are included in the actual permit applications for new, new construction, right? That would go through the regular plan review process. Those would be subject to, those permits would be subject to appeal here. Um, do you have any specific questions about our policy? I just, it's such a broad no, question. No, um, just for clarification, I mean, what I'm hearing is that uh, if, if you had to put a, a direct TV dish on your, uh, it's like putting a direct TV dish on on top of your uh, your your roof. It's going to be this. Uh, sorry about this direct TV, but it's going to be an ugly dish. 
that's going to sit on the, the, the roof, and somebody, your neighbor's going to have to look at it, but it's a plug-and-play, and it serves the purpose of providing a utility to the, the building on which it is. Yeah, and we've received complaints about those over the years. I, I can understand that. And so, um, so is, this, is this a good analogy that this is a, a minor piece, relatively minor piece of utility technology, uh, a physical piece of utility technology which is necessary to provide a utility and as long as it's not overly obtrusive or uh, weighs too much that it might collapse the whole building, it's just over the counter and you just let it go at that. Correct. Did but it's subject, to, subject to inspection that it's installed yeah. properly. Yeah. Okay, thanks. Thank you. Commissioner Lumber? Thank you, Mr. Green. My, my question is uh, actually along the same lines as President Swiggs, which is, uh, do, is there a, do you have a, uh, a specific code citation regarding the automatic approval of solar panels? Uh, I totally believe you. I'm just curious because this is new information to me tonight. That, do I have a specific code section? Yeah, um, that, that uh, authorizes building uh, DBI to uh, authorize uh, kind of over-the-counter online. As you described. Unfortunately, I don't. I have our, uh, it, it's our policy systems smaller than four um, kilowatts. We consider them small systems and we issue them automatically online. Okay. Um, I'm happy to get that code section for you. I apologize. For a future meeting. Thank you. Thank you. I don't see any further questions. Is there any public comment on this item? Any public comment on Zoom? I don't see any. So, commissioners, this matter submitted. Sorry, commissioners, anybody want to start on this or, or make a motion? Commissioner Trezvina? I saw you move towards your machine, so. See, you move on the, in this panel, man, you get you get busted on it. So would you like to make a motion? I will decline to make a motion. I, If there is a motion to deny the request for jurisdiction, I will support it. Okay, anybody like to make that motion? Then I'll make the motion that we uh, uh, deny the uh, jurisdiction request on the basis that uh, the permit was properly issued. And well, we'd, you'd want to say the city did not intentionally or inadvertently cause the requester to be late in filing the appeal. Right. Fine. Okay. On that motion, Vice President Lopez? Aye. Commissioner Trezvina? Aye. Commissioner Lemberg? Aye. Commissioner Epler? Aye. So that motion carries 5 to 0 and the request is denied. We are now moving on to item number six. This is appeal number 23-043, John Wong versus Department of Building Inspection, Planning Department Approval, subject property 1334 12th Avenue, appealing the issuance on September 7th, 2023. I just wanna make sure the captioner is, yeah, okay. I can begin again if. No, that's okay. Okay, um, appealing the issuance on September 7th, 2023 to Eric Hall and Helen Favre, of a site permit, horizontal addition to the rear on three levels and a 12-foot pop-out. This is permit number 2021-0506-9906. Thank you and welcome, Mr. Wong. You have seven minutes. Okay. Um, I, I would like or, to... I'm sorry, did you want to make a request to continue request this first? Okay, so yeah. um, prior to the hearing, Mr. Wong uh, would like to make a request to continue this matter and the other parties will have three minutes to respond to this request. Yeah. Good, good evening, um, President Squig and honorary members of the board. Um, my name is John Wong. Um, I'm representing um, 1338 12th Avenue, uh, the property adjacent to the 1334. 
um, that's building out. Um, <clears throat> uh, the reason for the request for the continuance is that I noticed um, in the attached email to a copy of plans sent to the board um, has a lot of changes in them. Um, we never received a full set of plans from the, um, the permit holder. Um, we've only seen, gotten partial, like two or three pages at a time. And um, so we, we're, I'm curious as to, we were able to get a full set of copy online through research of our own, but not, no set of plans were ever supplied to, given to us by the permit holder. Um, and so by seeing that email and the attachment, and I printed it out, but it's so small, even with a overhead with even with a magnifying glass, I cannot cannot make it out. It's just so tiny. But I see lots of red lines that aren't on the the copy that I have. Um, so I would like continuance in order to review these plans to see whether or not the, how many changes there are um, versus the plans I have, and whether or not they were the approved plans during the DR hearing or have they changed significantly since that? Um, since in the plans that I do have, um, I have almost 100 errors in the plans. So, um, this is just the, the first page, of, and I've numbered them all out, so. Um, you, as you can see, that the original plans have almost 100 errors, I'm, I'm curious whether or not these new set of plans have even more. They've done some corrections to them, I've noticed, but, um, but they're, it's too small for me to catch them all. So I would like to also request a, a, reduced size, a reduced size set of plans, full set of plans, to compare them with, and, and given that time to, to research them. Okay, yeah. thank you. We have a couple thank questions. Uh, Commissioner Trezina and then Commissioner Lemberg. Uh, thank you, Mr. Wong. With regard to your request, I have two questions. Mm -hmm. Have you had the opportunity to uh, discuss with the permit holder any of your objections to the current plans? Not the new ones, uh, but the current ones. The current ones, yes. I mean, we uh, were never satisfied with the, uh, uh, the, um, the changes that they made to, uh, for uh, light, air, and privacy. Um, in fact, the uh, the light well that they propose is on. It might be directly across from uh, the windows, kitchen windows, but it's on the third floor only, and but, the windows are on the second floor. Right, Mr. Wong. I, I, for the moment, I'm not interested in the substance of them. I just wanted right. to establish that you have engaged in discussions with him about oh, yeah. your concern. We, we had a, a Zoom so, meeting to try to mitigate. So my second question is, uh, if we grant you a continuance, would mm -hmm. it be your intention if, if the permit holders are amenable to, once you see the new plans, uh, share your concerns, mm -hmm. any additional concerns or current concerns with the permit holders so that if we grant a continuance and you return, mm -hmm. uh, that at least you both would have the opportunity to resolve some issues. Would you be amenable to that if, if they are? Um, certainly, 
Yeah, I'm, we're, we've been amenable the entire time. Um, Thank you. The issue we've had with the permit holder is that they've constantly withheld information on the status of their plans. They never supplied us a full set of plans, so they were, they were, we were kept in the dark, as well as them submitting for a permit um, prior, because we were at the pre-application meeting, which they also deleted our attendance there and also filled in my sister's attendance. She was not attended. Thank you. So. Thank you. Commissioner Lumberg? Thank you, Mr. Wong. Um, uh, I'll have other questions for other parties here, but um, uh, I just lost it. Um, darn it. Uh, sorry, let me think for a second. I don't want to pass it or else we go on to the next party. Um, Oh, if, uh, if, if we were to grant the continuance and, and grant the requests you're, uh, you're asking for, um, is the potential purpose behind that to uh, potentially reassess whether uh, the grounds for your appeal would be the same? Uh, or is it um, something it's else? to um, further confirm um, uh, uh, further confirm um, my case for the appeal. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Okay, thank you. You can be seated. We'll now hear from the permit holder. Mr. Hall. Welcome. You have three minutes, and this is just to address his request to continue it for the plans. Um, sure. Hello. Hi, my name is Eric Hall, and I'm the owner at 1334 12th Avenue. Um, yeah, so this has been a very long process, um, you know, trying to file, you know, permits, the 311. Uh, we, I did engage with uh, John and um, in regards to, uh, we went through a DR process where we had somebody in the planning department go and be a negotiator. Um, and um, I have also provided some changes um, that I thought were sufficient. Um, this house, you know, is fairly small. I have, you know, two young kids. I'm, you know, it's, it's, it's basically not, um, uh, yeah, I'm <clears throat> trying to <laughs> build a house so it's uh, um, big enough for us to live there. Um, so as far as his concerns, I mean, we, we, all the plans are, are all actually available. I mean, this went through DR, it got approved. Um, and then afterwards, my architect worked with planning in order to get the site planned. Right. Um, as far as the ones that I, I added to the documents, it was said that, hey, you, you should try to add that as well. I think that's from uh, Julie. It was a recommendation. Um, actually, I had taken photos with my phone and uh, attached them all together. Um, but, you know, we do have the full set of plans, you know, available. Uh, John hasn't been very responsive. Uh, I would say they've been actually very um, difficult to work with. Um, and that's probably in the notes. Um, with um, um, with uh, uh, David Wislow, um, and uh, I'm not exactly sure if you know it, we can try, but uh, I think uh, it would be very difficult to come to a conclusion here. I think it's just um, unfortunately their windows face my garden, and so 
you know, when I do my extension, it's, it's going to prevent them from looking into my garden, and, and that's their concern. Their windows are in the middle of the house, and they built an extension to the end of the property line. And so, and so um, they have, like, max expansion on their side um, and have windows in the, in the center area. And uh, I just don't know, like, any extension I do, I'm going to block those, right? And that's why I kind of put a light well so they can look up. I'm also not doing max expansion. I actually reduced it by two, two feet, six inches on the first floor. And then on the second seconds. floor, it's one feet. So I did make some accommodations. They weren't uh, very agreeable during the DR. And, uh, but I did get an unanimous decision during the DR uh, that I was following all the rules and all the guidelines and the architectural guidelines. Thank you. Okay, thank you. We have a couple questions uh, from Commissioner. You can stay there, please. Oh, sure. Uh, from Commissioner Lemberg and then President Swig. Sure. Thank you, Mr. Hull. Um, I, my, my question is an easy one. Uh, are you, if, if we were to grant a continuance tonight, uh, as, as Mr. Wong has requested, are you willing and able to provide a, a full set of plans to Mr. Wong well in advance of that hearing, as, as he's asked for? Um, yes, I, I guess I would. Sure. Okay, thank you. President Swig? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take a different tact here. Uh, you know, the, I'm, I'm sensitive to uh, manifest injustice. Um, you, how long have you been working on your project to provide housing for your, uh, more comfortable housing for your, your children? Yeah, I know. This has been a very challenging and hard experience working with the planning, working with all the different how, departments. How long? Just give me a number. I, two, over three years. Yeah. And how old, are your, how old were your children when you started? <laughs> yes. It was around, uh, they're around seven. And now they're and now now they're they're twelve yeah twelve and fifteen and uh, it's unfortunate um, you know I'm trying yeah. to stay in no, San Francisco. I, thank you. Here. You answered you answered my question. It's taken a long time, and when I'm sensitive here in it, and and I'd like to bring that in front of the commissioners is and I'll, I'll ask some question of DBI on a technical or planning and DBI on technical things, but uh, we have to be sensitive that. There's about the process, the length of that process, and this this does no good for this gentleman when these kids are 18 and ready to go to college, you know. Uh, so I, the issue of manifest injustice surfaces for me. Thank you. That's all. Okay, thank you. You can be seated. We will now hear from the planning department. You have three minutes to address the board on this request. Once again, Tina Tam for the planning department. Based upon the plan submitted and the information available in our records, I don't believe the drawings are inaccurate. There were some inconsistencies early on um, as part of the original plan set where some of the measurements were depicted incorrectly. But the architect worked with the project planner and was able to clarify in the revised plans the accurate measurements of the building and the setbacks. Based on the review of these plans with acting deputy Matt Green, we concluded the actual worst setback is larger than the original um, plan set and that there's no evidence today that the current plan set revised and before you are inaccurate. Thank you. President Swig has a question. So um, when the appellant just puts, just he put something on the, 
a list of questions and I saw inches. <laughs> um, you know, this, this, I don't know whether it was a window, I don't know if it was a door, but it was like 2.5 inches. Um, what, what is the, where, where do you get bothered or where should we uh, worry? Uh, where do you get worried when there are in, inaccuracies? Um, do you get worried about inches or do you get worried about feet or yards? Thank you. That's a great question. Um, we certainly get worried when the building is shown larger than what was previously reviewed and approved by planning or through the neighborhood notification process. When something kind of just automatically got bigger and no one got a chance to review it, planning, building, or the neighbors. In this case, that's not what we're seeing um, in the plans. In fact, I think um, the setback got larger at the rear. So we didn't feel the need to have any kind of re-review or resubmittal with the neighbors. So you just answered, I think, my second question, which was how much larger could this, this building be, in fact, than it is planned? Like how, how much larger could, could the project sponsor have made this building even larger and Perfect. still been compliant and within code? Um, we, we didn't look at that possibility, but the, the, the zoning uh, district uh, for this property is in the RH2 um, and 40X Heightened Boat District. They are proposing to construct a three-story. Um, you know, there is a pop-out, but there's certainly room um, for more. Right, so they could have and made still it, be co-complying. They 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 could have made it larger. Is, is the point okay? Did they have to build the the light well? Um, the light well that's being proposed in the in the current plan, which is a revised plan set, um, came about when the appellants uh, filed their DR during the three eleven notification process, and the the light well four feet by ten feet is something that became um, part of the proposal before the planning commission heard the heard the dr right okay so so the the it came as a result of the dr did it come voluntarily voluntarily on the part of the permit holder okay uh so he didn't have to do it he didn't have to do it he might have been required to do it if the dr if the dr had gone another way but in for, for all intents and purposes he came he came up with it first Right, he came up with it and presented it to the Planning Commission, which the Planning Commission accepted um, right. as which, the revised which would have of the project. evidence of, of collaboration and a, and, a, and a compromise, right? It was a response to some of the issues that he heard. Right, okay. Uh, let's talk about windows on property lines, one of our favorite subjects for years and years and years. Um, so uh, the, 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 the issue is that uh, there are property line windows that the appellant the appellant has property line windows or that the appellant has uh, I heard somebody say something about the the view onto the garden and the you know the obstruction of of that view is that something that we need to pay attention to um, or is that that's what you get when you got windows on one side of your property and somebody decides that they're going to expand their building and that's just the way it goes in the big city of San Francisco? Um, I'm not aware of any property line windows on okay. the appellant's property or the subject property. Okay. There are windows nearby yeah. um, 
on the shared property line, but they're not on the property line. No, okay. no windows will be obstructed okay. as part of this project. So, so we don't, um, it's the same old story of views are not protected, light and air would be protected, but in this case, there's no issue to worry about light and air. Well, the light well that's proposed helps to lessen any sort of potential impacts to light and air. Okay, thanks. And finally, plans. Um, finalized plans. There, if there was a DR, there had to be plans, correct? Correct. And as, as part of the DR, was the appellant provided uh, those plans, or where, what was the accessibility to the, the plans? That seems to be a contentious issue for the appellant. Great question. The, the revised plans that incorporated the light well were, was part of the DR um, package. Yep. DR package are uploaded um, on our website and yep. it's made available to anybody and yep. everybody. Um, it's accessible in that regards. Uh, I don't know whether they, the permit holder, handed a copy directly to the but, the, but the, 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 the point is the, the these plans were made available to the appellant. They were made available to the public. Uh, there's no, no hidden agendas, and these plans are as they stand today. Um, and one, I'll just put the consideration that you mentioned. There's a few uh, in inches, and there were a few misses, but that those weren't anything that were out of the ordinary, and those have been corrected. To my knowledge, yes. Okay, thank you, uh, Commissioner Trisvenia. I'm a little bit, uh, I have, I'd like to ask you, President, so I'm a little bit confused as to what we we're discussing. I, I was under the impression that we asked uh, at least Mr. Wong to limit his comments to the issue of a continuance. And it now sounds like we're getting into the substance of the issue, and, I, and I'm worried that if we don't grant the continuance, we will have not really heard the full breadth of the substantive reasons for for the for the um, uh, request, uh, or for 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 for, for the uh, for, for 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 bringing this forward. So, are we on? Are we open to a motion after this is after this session occurs? Only to, only on the, on only on the continuance. Okay, great, thank you. And and I have a, do have a question for Ms. Tam. I apologize for not indicating that earlier. Thank you for thank you for that reminder, Commissioner. As I went immediately into the weeds. Thank you, uh, Ms. Tam. You described um, the plans. I, I believe you said you don't have any evidence that they're inaccurate. Can you state it a different way that you say that they are accurate? The, we, ha we have information in our records, um, sandboard maps, aerial photographs, and we use those information to kind of gauge as to whether the building and the setbacks were drawn accurately or not. Um, the planner was aware of some measurements that weren't depicted correctly early on and worked with the architect to make sure that the measurements can be corrected as part of the revised plans. I haven't been out there. I didn't, I didn't use a tape measure to measure. I'm not sure I can actually say the measurements are accurate. That's not really what we can do. Um, but the plans are drawn. They're drawn by a licensed architect. 
and they're supposed to be accurate to the best of their abilities. Okay. And the architect is available on Zoom if you have questions. No, I, I, I just wanted to, to clarify. When I, hear, when I hear there's no evidence of something, I usually take that to mean that there is an affirmative statement that there is, but in this case, you're, you're, not, you're representing that there's no evidence that they're not accurate. And the drawings that you have seen, are, is it, are you saying that Mr. Wong has those? He seems, if I understand his testimony tonight, it's the materials that were included in the permit holder's uh, submission are different and that he hasn't seen them before. Are you saying that what you've reviewed are things that the appellant has? I'm not entirely sure what he saw. Um, I'm looking at the plans that are part of the, uh, the, the response brief and they're, they're, the plans are contained in them. Um, mm -hmm. There are also plans included in the DR commission package. Um, they match. So I'm not sure where where the evidence lies in the inaccuracies. Well, on on the issue of a, conti a continuance, the, the, as I understand, the, the stated reason is so he can review what's in the submission because at the moment it's not at a large enough font or it's not enough to do to a greater degree for him to review it. And you're saying you have reviewed those. But he sounds. It sounds like he hasn't, and I just wanted to understand I, your testimony as to whether mm -hmm. you're saying you've seen them and he's seen them, or I don't know seen whether them. he's seen them. I'm, I'm not him. Okay. I've seen them. Deputy director seen them. We reviewed it together today. Mm -hmm. um, we were able to go ahead and look at the measurements. I'm not sure if your question is to me. To Matt or to the I'm just I'm, I'm just trying to, trying to establish the accuracy of Mr. Wong's statement that, or rather, it sounds to me like you've seen things, and Mr. Wong is saying he hasn't seen them in a form that he can actually read, and I just I'm just trying to. I was see. able to read them. Pardon me. I was able to read them. Okay, great. Thank you. Okay, no further questions. Uh, we'll hear from DBI. Uh, e evening, Commissioners. Matthew Green, representing DBI again. Um, I did review the plans with um, uh, Tina Tamper in the planning department this afternoon. Um, we were able to re read the plans, but I, I will say the plans, once the permit was issued, the plans were available at DBI for the um, appeal period until they're sent off to um, to the vendor to be uploaded. Uh, they're currently being uploaded. They're supposed to be done within the next 48 hours. Um, as to the issue of the continuance, I would um, kind of agnostic on that. I, I, if, if it would help in neighborly relations, I, I'd say grant the continuance. I will say this is a site permit, so construction is won't start until the first addenda is issued. So. Um, um, if I'm available for any questions you may have. Vice President Lopez has a question. Yeah, uh, thank you for your uh, remarks. The, just kind of echoing a, a question that we asked to Ms. Tam, uh, 
to your knowledge, are the, the plans that you were able to access, it sounds like today, are those the same plans that were available during the, the DR hearing? They're the same substantial plans. There are a couple uh, measurements that were corrected in the, in the second set, the, the, the set that went through the actual approval process. Got it. But substantially the same. And then do you, do you know how long the, the current plans that you reviewed today, how long those have been publicly posted and available? Uh, so once the permit's issued, they're available at our records management division for anybody to review. Mm -hmm. um, it, th that's for the appeal period, and they actually stick around for another 15 days or so. Um, they're not available up publicly yet because it's it, t it takes some time for it to be uploaded. Right. It, it's they've they've the physical plans have been picked up, and they're at the vendor's office now. Um, I have asked for them to expedite the uploading. So it, if you do grant the continuance, the appellant would be able to go into our records management and look at the approved plans. Got it. And so when when have they? Uh, to your best of your knowledge, how long have they been available at DBI? Uh, since the permit was issued. Which it was issued on September oh, 7th. Sorry. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. And a quick question. But these are basically the same plans that were available in the DR, correct? Uh, yes, substantially. So, There's a couple uh, dimensions that were corrected in the... Would you consider them significant dimensions or something I would that would materially change the, the project? I would not. No. Okay, so so the 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 a, a fuller or an alternative answer is that these plans have been available publicly since the DR, which was remind me of the date. September twenty second, twenty sixth, uh, twenty twenty two. Right. So about a year, a year, year and a half. Okay. All right. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Nothing further. Uh, so we're, remember, we're just voting at this point on whether or not to continue it. You can either decline to entertain a vote and move forward with the case, or you can vote to... Are we taking public comment? Yeah. Is there any public comment on this? On, on This is on the motion to continue. Okay, please approach the microphone. Thanks for the reminder, Alex. Benjamin, I'm really well aware of the properties. I've been at Nancy and John's place hundreds of times. I've actually been in the permit holder's house before he moved in hundreds of times. We were very good friends with the couple that lived there. Um, I appreciate Mr. Uh, Swig's comments about manifest justice or injustice. Uh, the appellant has been treated with manifest injustice. For example, this drawing is part of the plan submitted. Overhead, please. I, I don't know how to do it. But those, those plans, it appeared, this was actually given at the DR. We were never submitted it. I will tell you as an electrical engineer, uh, masters, that this has multiple errors in it. And you can just, from here, if you look from here to here, it says it's 10 feet. And if you look from here to here, it says it's 10 feet. By your eye, you can see it's not 10 feet. The plants that John mentions that had errors, there are hundreds of errors. Not inches, Mr. Swig. 14 feet in one of them. 14 feet. The windows on the, the, on the side that are supposed to be shown at least somewhat accurately, not six inches, several feet. And these were the plans that as far as I know, that planning used to um, used in the, uh, the process of with the design uh, uh, with the residential design guidelines. I've requested the matrix and have not received it at this point to see where they are. But I will say that part of John's case is that part of the residential design guidelines of the principles says that when the person builds, they need to maintain, not adequately, maintain the light. 
I, I will if you offer the continuance and based upon the new plans, I did hyper-accurate um, assessments of how the light comes and hits, not just daylight, not just direct sunlight, but indirect sunlight. They cannot quantify. They, the, the comment was made in, for, for the DR by planning, and I have a great respect for David Winslow, let me tell you. I've worked with him before. But in this case, to say that it is adequate, there is no definite term of what adequate is. What is adequate? But to maintain something, you maintain it without a decrease. There's a great disparagement in how that is being applied. And I, I mean, I think that on that alone, I'd be happy to provide you a very, very in-depth analysis, and I'll submit it ahead of time so you can review it. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. We have, did you have a question for this individual? Sorry, just a point of information. I, I think your, your drawing was, was upside down. Oh, well, I'm sorry. Yep. I didn't know what the proper way. Yeah. Overhead, please. Oh, I don't have my glasses on, so I'm... No problem. Thank you. I came with the last uh, step. Yeah. Okay. Pull it. I'll give it to you guys so you can do it if you want. I have no problem with that. I don't need it. I don't think it's necessary. Thank you. But if you could fill out a speaker yeah. card so we can oh. get your name right for the minutes. Thank you. So. I you guys. You guys did a great job. You're one of the best committees there is. <laughs> I just, Thank you. So, commissioners, did you want to entertain a vote to continue or just decline and move on to the case? I would like to hear the commissioner's thoughts on that. Okay. And Commissioner Josinius first to the to the button. So we'll hear from him first. Thank, thank you, President Swig, and I thank everyone for their forthright and helpful testimony, including the member of the public. Uh, on this matter, I believe that um, I, pre I appreciate the... the uh, growing children of the permit holder who and who are awaiting their bedroom and larger house, and I'm sure there's a lot of agony in that. Uh, but I also know that under our rules, um, the appellant can seek a rehearing uh, if, uh, if, if we proceed tonight and he feels, for whatever reason, he wants a rehearing. So I believe there would be uh, not a final resolution of this necessarily tonight. I note that we have a hearing on November the 1st, uh, which is just seven days from now. I would, uh, I would hope that um, that would serve enough time for everyone to be able to come back, but I'd leave that to the president in terms of scheduling. I would, I would move to uh, grant the uh, request for, for a continuance. Uh, there's a lot of differences of views as to what, what, what has been depicted when what's a minor change, what's a, a more substantial change, uh, and um, so that I would, I would, at the appropriate time, make that motion to grant the continuance. Anybody else? Um, I, I, I generally concur with Commissioner Trezvenia's point. I, I think, um, you know, we, we readily grant continuances. Um, in many other circumstances, and uh, I, I just don't see a reason that's different from uh, how why we normally grant continuances uh, that is somehow different in this case why we shouldn't uh, upon the request of of, uh, of the appellant, um, and I do think that the chance, as, as Commissioner Trezvina said, the chance of a rehearing request is high if we don't. Um, and I, I, I don't think the appellant is asking for that much here. So I, for those reasons, I would be supportive of a 
continuance to a future meeting, possibly longer than November 1st, just because a week is not a long time, uh, maybe to the meeting after that, but I'm, I'm open to ideas uh, on that particular point. Commissioner Lopez? Uh, yeah, I, I, I tend to disfavor the con continuance in this case, uh, given what it sounds like is like a relatively standard availability of these plans. Um, but I, I'd be, I'm open to it. Um, if, if we, particularly if we can do it uh, for November 1st or the 15th, I'd be, I'd be more open to it because that doesn't seem like a, a too big of an ask to the permit holder. Commissioner Eppler, do you have any comments? Well, I, I find myself sitting where I did earlier this this evening, you know, on on, on a fence. Um, you know, we, the way that we looked at this earlier, um, you know, I voted for for a a continuance in this circumstance. Um, I do appreciate this idea of doing this as quickly as we can. Um, I, I do think that, you know, whether it's one week or two weeks, those either could be adequate for the review of the information here to see if there is anything different. I do think that the fact that there is some difference, um, I think it behooves us to see what the extent of that difference actually is and to hear that from, you know, multiple parties if there is a disagreement around that and we can't get that tonight because that may or may not be material to our decision. Um, and I think that materiality is where we get to the, the issue of the rehearing request that my commissioners have rightfully gotten to. So um, if we can do this in an expedited fashion in order to respect the permit holder's desire and to, to get going with this project that has taken so long, then, then I'm amenable to having the continuance as well. Um, I'm less on the fence. Um, uh, we have a set of plans that was in a DR. Uh, a DR allows the opportunity for some scrubbing and rubbing and review. And, um, and it went through that review and, um, and planning said fine with us. And then um, they've had a chance to review it for and make comment for this hearing and um, um, and and although there were some adjustments made to the, the plans, again the feedback was not material, um, and um, and also I, I'm hearing Commissioner Trusvina saying I, there's a rehearing request in our future, um, but unless a new a, another set of plans reveals something that um, these set of plans don't reveal, therefore new conditions that were not discussed tonight, and I'm playing the odds here, uh, that there, there won't be material um, things discovered. I would rather tonight get this thing over with, take the risk of something material surfacing in uh, a revised set of plans, which uh, again, I have to trust the professional nature of planning and DBI to say that, no, you know, same as it was in DR, and, um, and we don't have any 
problems with it, and it could have been a lot bigger. And oh, by the way, there was some collaborative exercise on behalf of the permit holder to put in a um, a, a light well to uh, address and mitigate some of the the light and air issues. So I'm I'm more with let's let's get it over with tonight. And um, again, if a new uh, two weeks from now a new set of plans comes in and there's something material, um, and we're you know we're still in the rehearing window, and then the appellant can file for a rehearing and and show us that there was something material. So I'm I'm more in the camp of let's get it let's get it done tonight, but. Um, you know, if it's, if, it, if it's two weeks from now, I'm fully willing to be overruled on, on that because, hell, you know, it's been, a, it's been five years. Two weeks is not going to make that much of a gigantic difference, so I'm not going to be kicking and screaming if, uh, if we have the continuance, but I, I, don't, I don't think I can support it. So if we have a motion, uh, I would appreciate that from somebody. So we have November 1st or the 15th available. And another question is, are the plans, of, are the parties available? Well, first of, first of all, uh, Mr. Green, uh, when, when are the, yeah, they, the plans have been sent to the vendor for um, right. re reprinting and all that stuff. When, when is the vendor going to be, be able to circulate plans in case of a continuance so well, that um, Alan can hear it? I asked them to expedite it, so it's generally 48 hours, so it should definitely by Monday. And presumably the architect has an approved set of plans. If they could just forward them to the appellant. So th that could be done immediately, mm -hmm. correct? Uh, can you verify this is I, the appellant? I, the architect is on the line. Yeah, can you ask the architect, can he forward? Uh, Mr. Lorenz, do you have the approved set of plans that you could forward to the appellant? Um, thank you for um, allowing me to speak real quick. I'm not sure what the approved set of plans. Are we talking about the approved set of plans that the planning commission approve, uh, approved, or are we looking at the site permit? That were issued in conjunction with the site permit that is being appealed. Okay, yeah, because I think that there is um, not very specific around the whole thing. Um, so, yes, I have the permit plans. Um, slightly modified because um, we added additional information from the neighbors, but I can uh, definitely send that over to them. Is, is this you. the set of plans? Uh, let's stop dancing. Um, is, is this the set of plans that is currently being uh, printed by and uploaded by uh, DBI to the vendor who is uh, making reproductions of them? Well, the plans that um, I'm having uploaded, they'll have all the approval stamps and everything on for the site permit. I'm not sure what stamps. And, and, and do you have those? Uh, I'm sorry, the architect's name, I lost it. Uh, Tim Lawrence. Uh, Tim, does, is, is that the same set of plans that you have in your possession? Yes, without the stamps. Okay. So, yes, the answer is yes, he has the plans. And I'm assuming you, you would be willing to send them to the appellant uh, post-haste and not wait... 48 hours. Yeah, I can spend them in the 24 by 36 um, drawings for the planning commission approved and yeah. also the site plan uh, permit plans. Uh, I just want him to get the plans that are being reproduced right, right now as a result of DBI submission. Can you send those plans? The site uh, plans? Yes, I can. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, question. I mean, it's a simple, it's yes or no. 
Yes these, or no? These are the site plans, right? The site, because the thing is site plans are, the DR has more plans, but what gets sent from no, the site planning? No, I'm just simply saying, we need some ears here. Sorry for being a little bit touchy on this. Mr. Green said that there is a set of plans that he sent to a vendor, which are his approved plans. Are those plans available through the architect of the, uh, of, uh, of the permit holder? Yes or no? I hear yes. Yes. Great. That's what he can therefore send to the appellant. Great. And you can do it immediately if we don't go forward tonight. That's all I wanted to hear. Uh, any further comments? I have, do I have a motion? I, I, before we make a motion, which may continue this, uh -huh. I have a request that I will attach to the motion if it's, if it's allowed, and that is I'd like to move move the uh, uh, move for the continuance uh, at, a, at a date to be set by the president. And I would also express the, uh, or if I can do this, I'd like to grant the appellant the ability to file a brief in this matter in order for the permit holder to know what the appellant's concerns are and for us to be able to know in advance of the next meeting what the appellant's concerns are. I, I understand the appellant sought to file a late brief and he was, it was on page nine, it says was re rejected for being untimely. Uh, I, I understand he made a request to submit it late prior to the deadline and I think for our purposes, which will not cause further delay, but actually will help our process if we can get his brief um, for the next. Okay, the only time. issue is that the permit holder should have an opportunity to respond to his brief, so that does prolong the whole process. I'm, 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 I, so you're not gonna get uh, su support from your continuance from me, so uh, I would I'd like for somebody who it might give you that support to, to respond to uh, your thoughts. Anybody? Well, the, the, well, then I'd like to amend my request <laughs> to set deadlines for the appellant's brief and the response without endangering the quick new date for this hearing. I have to defer to the okay. Well, Mr. Wong did submit a brief after five o'clock, so he has a brief, and the the permit holder has seen the brief, and he did provide um, a response. So I don't know if if you were by allowing him to submit a new brief, would he change his arguments? Then mm -hmm. he would have to respond. So would but you basically, be, would you, so would you would you, be, would you be comfortable given that the plans, given that these plans will not, and I'm still not necessarily going to support your motion, uh, but given that these uh, these plans have been uh, represented as not that are forthcoming are not any different than pretty much than what they were before. Would you be comfortable in simply allowing the late brief to be submitted in time for what, what might be the continuance date of November 1st? Uh, yes, I would. Okay. Um, any further comment? Are you done? I'm sorry for cutting you off if I did. Yes, yeah, so I'm moving to continue to a date to be set by the president and uh, to accept the brief of the appellant. Okay. Uh, Jose? 
Oh, sorry, uh, 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 Alex, you want to go? Thanks. Uh, I I just I, I would support Commissioner Trezvina's motion. Um, I, I just want to add uh, that one light went off in my head, which was the, I, I didn't actually realize that there had been a request to submit a late filing. And to me, that uh, the light that went off was uh, that being a potential uh, reasonable accommodation request. And uh, for that reason, I would be even more uncomfortable uh, denying that uh, from coming in. I, and I, I, it may or may not have been that, but I think it, I would lean toward at least giving the benefit of the doubt on that, on that particular issue. November 1st brief would be due tomorrow. Well, what we we don't really have deadlines. We would just accept the late brief that he submitted, that the appellant submitted. I see. And he's, the permit holder was aware of it and has responded, so it would just go into the record. So basically, right. we'd all meet in one week. Right. With briefs and the plans. Uh, anybody, uh, Jose, you got any further comments? Yes, I'd, I'd just like to clarify um, with the with the permit holder, uh, so it sounds like you received the the late brief. Is that correct? Yes. And then would would your brief uh, have changed if you had received that at all? Okay, that's that's all I wanted to confirm. Thank you. Yeah, you're the only one who hasn't commented. You have anything? I, I made my comments earlier, and I'm, I'm just letting the sausage get made, so I know what I'm voting on. Okay. So uh, uh, November is, is November. Should yes. we? One no week would be great. Yeah. Is no, are, are both parties available November 1st? Because that's, that's November 1st. One week first. from today. One week from today. And the permit holder is available one week from today? It? Waiting for a long time. I think one week okay. Yes. All right. So let's <laughs> let's let's accept the motion for November first. So you're making that motion? No, it was already made for November first. Okay. Uh, so we have and and you also want to allow for the for the brief, uh, late brief. Move move to grant a continuance to November the first and allow the appellant's brief to be put into the record for this case? Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, on that motion, Vice President Lopez? Aye. Commissioner Lemberg? Aye. Commissioner Epler? Aye. President Swig? No. Okay, so that motion carries four to one, and we will see you all next week, and please have your architect email the plans to Mr. Wong. And Mr. Wong, please let us know immediately if you have issues with the plans. Okay? So... We'll put you, we'll try and put you at the beginning of the hearing as well, so you don't have to wait. Thank you. I, I did want to kind of clarify that the, the plans were, was it, the plans that I wanted to get a copy of was the most recent copy. Which, so the plans that were approved in conjunction with the issuance of the permit. That's correct. Thank you. Make sure we're on the same page. Okay, yes, we are. I think so. Thank you. So this concludes the hearing. I have a question. Is, is there a way to get like planning to just say that what was in the DR is exactly what's in the site plans? Because, yeah. We'll, when, we'll be when, asking that same question. When, when we have a hearing, we will, you will have every opportunity <laughs> to say what you need to say 
and he'll have his brief, you'll have your brief, and there'll be a n the most recent <laughs> set of plans. It'll be a beautiful thing. All right.